Welcome, Brian, for me. Thank you. Uh, and uh, welcome those of you that are watching live on Parkview Church TV. I don't even know what that is, so uh, glad that you're out there. We're going to be uh, Facebook live in it, probably blowing up our Facebook account at our, at our next service. Um, welcome all of our campuses. We're glad you're here. So uh, Brian was here for a Father's Day service in 2011. That's how long it's been. And uh, that's where we got to know each other. And from that time on, we've just become friends. And uh, like I, I've had him do different things at different places that I've spoken at, and we've kept together. I mean, he's hung out with my kids down in Nashville. He's met my grandkids. Um, matter of fact, the, the fun part of the backstory is I, I led a conference for, uh, for um, pastors and church leaders from all over the country back in 14, and I had him come and speak and, uh, and while he was speaking, because these, these, pe- these pastors are mostly like people that don't get what it looks like to go into all the world necessarily sometimes, you know what I mean? And so I wanted to kind of break their bubble about going in, because they think it's like going to Africa. They don't think it's going into rock and roll. So, so I had him speak, and while he was there, my daughter Rachel was leading worship, and uh, she was pregnant with my first grandson. And, uh, and so I, um, I just had one of those ADHD moments in, the, in front of 7,000 people. I'm like, hey, 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 my daughter's husband is British, and I'm afraid that my grandchild is going to like British rock, and I can't stand that. <laughs> so that was him exercising the demon of British rock in front of 7,000 people. It worked. Pastors. It worked, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's he in likes Nashville. He music. likes country yeah. music. So. Yeah. You should hear him do the Jake Owen song. It's priceless. So, so the story, give, give us the backstory of uh, a bunch of kids from Bakersfield who grew up wanting to have a rock band like every other person in the world, every, every other person listening to us, including me. I had a bass guitar I got from Sears. Yeah, uh, they used to sell those yeah, back they did. then. I, I never learned how to play There was it. a store named Best on the <laughs> West Coast, yeah. and they, I got my a guitar there, yeah. But you guys... But it worked. So, yes. you know, tell us about the beginning. Well, in 1980, my mom, on Christmas, I opened my first present, and it was a record. And I put it on, and I just was hooked. Who back was it? Black! ACDC. Your mom bought you yes. Back in Black? Yep. I knew I loved your mom, but yeah. man. She, she's awesome. And so, yeah, I just, it was all about that. And then I met the guys. I met the singer in fourth grade. I met the bass player you're, you're, seventh you're corn in corn. Singer, yeah, yeah, the corn guys. Not the ACDC. Singer. No, no. <laughs> okay, that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so we we just we we started these little bands, whatnot in town. Broke up, put them back together. Then we ended up all moving together to L.A. and um, which was two hours from where I grew up. L.A. was so the the home of the dreams, where dreams come from. Mm-hmm. So I uh, we went down there. Formed the band Corn. We were just drinking some 40 ounces under the pier one night, and our singer's like, What about the name Corn? <laughs> and we're like, Why? <laughs> and he's like, You know, I don't know. We could just, we could spell it like K and backwards R like Toys R Us, you know? <laughs> and so we did it. And our manager said it wasn't going to work. He told us to change our name, and we said, Okay, we'll call it Larry. We'll call our band Larry because his name was, was Larry. Name. Yeah, and and he said, "Okay, fine, keep it corn, but it's not it's not going to work." And it worked. So uh, yeah, we made it to the top. Crazy, fast, fast. fast. pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got good tours on the first record, like Ozzy and, and Megadeth, and we were in arenas, so that helped. Yeah, you know, and uh, 
but the the party started right away. The party started at 15. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, kept going and I got a job that paid you to party and pretty much, you know, gave you free endorsements for yeah. hard alcohol and everything. It was yeah, like, yeah. "Woo!" Next thing you know, we turn into addicts, alcoholics doing the same thing every day and it was just empty, man. Empty. My bank account was full, yeah. but everything else was empty. And I got to a place where a crystal meth habit. And uh, like I said last time, it just ate me alive. And I wanted to I wanted to cease to exist. I wanted to go to sleep and never wake up. That was my desire. And I just didn't have that in me to, to kill myself, though. But um, yeah. a couple friends in, invited me to go to church with them. And the only reason I went is because the guy that took me built monster trucks. And he built, like killer cars and he would win all the car shows and I was like he's not like Ned Flanders no man I can hang out with someone like this and so yeah this is the, this is important I mean if you hear if you hear something out of the beginning part of this story it is don't be Ned Flanders you hear me say that all the time but God's called you to be I mean if he's called you to be you know Oakley, a, a geeky Oakley Doakley nerd kind of guy then, then go be that okay that's all fine but he probably hasn't He's probably called you into the place where you're supposed to be, and he wants you to be really normal. Please don't be weird. Just go be normal. Enjoy, enjoy your hobbies. Enjoy whatever it is that you're doing, and shine a light for Jesus. That's, that's yeah. what this guy did that led you to Jesus. He did, and all he did is he took me there, and I was high on meth when I went because I was an everyday addict, and I tried to hide it from everybody. Mm. And I went, and um, the pastor was uh, just a really cool, and he, he was really upfront that he used to be an alcoholic, and he beat his wife, and he, and, and he threw her against the wall so bad that it messed up her back, and they were really scared that something permanent was happening. He dropped to his knees and said, if you, if you please would just take, you know, heal her back, I will give you the everything. Really? And so that's what happened. She got healed, she forgave him, and they started a church, and he, was, he just rolled with it. So I was just like, I heard it, and I was like, um, I want to I wanna believe this, but it sounds like nonsense, you know? <clears throat> Some magic, yeah. magical Jesus guy can yeah. live inside of me. You know, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to die from drugs if I don't do something, so I'll try it. And bam, it was like powerful. It worked in 14 years ago now, you know? So yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's so real. But um, living in that lifestyle was going to be impossible for you. I mean, you're back with corn now. We'll talk about that in a minute. But living in that lifestyle was going to be impossible for you to try to stay clean. Plus, there was this whole deal about having a kid and trying to be responsible. You had Jenea, and, uh, and, and we're going to bring her out in just a second. Um, you quit. $24 million contract for their next record. And um, Brian said... I, I need to stay away from the drugs, right? And I need to raise raise my kid. Talk about yeah. that a little bit. Yeah, it was twenty three million. Me, so you were one million. Well, off, I would have given you a little bit more. <laughs> if it was twenty four, I would have went. Twenty three. I'm just 24. joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Totally joking. It was like the Lord was like, um, like speaking to my heart, saying, "Do you want to, you know, um, just give your life to this music and fame thing, while it hasn't worked to better you?" Or do you want to um, learn to get to know me and be a great father and be there? Be a present father. I was on tour all the time. Yeah. And her mom was out of the picture by then. And I was like, guys, I can't do it. 
and yeah, I walked away from it and, um, and just, I tried to blend into society and be normal, but that was kind of hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, taking her to school and all that. And I got complaints from parents at the, there's a weird guy in the parking lot <laughs> and, uh, in a Hummer. Yeah. I had a Hummer, that Hummer that I bought from the church guy. I still had it. And they're like, and the principal like loved me. She was just like, I love a band. You're so because she's she knew I love Jesus and that I was unique. So yeah, she was yeah. just love that. I would say that. And, <laughs> and uh, so she, she would tell the parents, Oh, he's a that's Brian. He loves Jesus. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Looks like he loves Satan. <laughs> you weren't wearing the kiss makeup then, though. That was okay. Yeah, <clears throat> let's uh, let's bring her out. I want I want to introduce you to Jeanette. In case you're in case you're missing out on the whole picture here, um, they have a new movie out, documentary movie on Showtime, and uh, it is called Loud Crazy Love. And uh, it got books here too. And uh, Jeanette's got some necklaces that she's working on, and other things that are going on. And Awakening Youth is here to talk about uh, you know what they do. So I, I just want you to understand what the whole premise of this whole thing is. Watch the documentary on Showtime if you got it, and uh, understand it's a little bit rough because that it was a little bit rough. But hear the story. It is the story of of. Jenea growing up as a rock star's kid and losing herself and finding herself again. Watch this and let's bring her out. Welcome Jenea for me, would you? Good morning. <clears throat> um, yeah, she changed her hair color, but she's a girl. Um, Jenea's story, uh, if, you, if you caught little bits and pieces of that, so like that was a swim meet when you were like five years old or something like that, and, and Brian's out. Because I should back it up. I mean, you quit corn, but, but you're still, your livelihood and your passion and your dream is still music. Yeah. So you started another band. You're on the road. I mean, in one way or another, it's, it's a crazy lifestyle, right? Yeah. So to that, I'm going to bring context. That yeah. um, scene was, I was still in corn. That was like the last year I was okay. in corn, right. right? And so I just quit um, pretty soon after that. So that was the, you know, that probably that probably that video is one of the defining moments for you to go, okay, I got to walk away from that this. That was the time I was struggling with drugs, and yeah. and I was like, you know, um, I was a single dad, and I wanted to be home for her, and I was like, she doesn't have a parent there, but her grandparents are there, and a nanny, and, and then the nanny's family was there, yeah. you know, and yeah. so they were. They, it just wasn't, she needed more, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that was, got the wheels turning for her. Man, I need to be home for her, but yeah. I didn't have like the, the, the strength or the know-how or any direction of quitting the band, you know? Cause yeah. like, how do you quit it being a rock star unless, yeah. Yeah. you know, the Lord calls you out of it and gives, cause you just, that's, it's a dream job. Yeah. So you're, you're little, Jenea, you, uh, you don't really know anything's different when you're little, right? But when did it start to dawn on you that mom's got an addiction problem? She's not in your life. Dad's a rock star. He's not exactly got his life all together up to that point. When did it start to dawn on you that things were a little bit different? Well, I think the misconception is that, like, our lives are so different from the average parent, average uh, kid yeah. scenario. But honestly, it mirrors so many uh, stories and like family situations, like um, parents who travel for work and yeah. for business meetings, you know? And so um, 
Because you had a family network around you still. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so it felt like that. But um, I think when I was in kindergarten, and I um, and all, all their kids, all, all the kids in my class would bring their mom to mom's day, m Mother's Day, and yeah. all the kids to Father's Day, and I yeah. couldn't. You know what I mean? I would bring my my Grammy. She would come maybe, but um, yeah. So I think it, that was when I was five. I realized like. This isn't normal, like I'm missing something. Yeah. So yeah, so she was five there, and by the time I quit, she was six, or just turning six, okay. so, yeah. Right. But even as you quit, then, so dad's no longer in a band and he's around, still, still mom's not in the picture, still, it's, it's it, did it start to slowly progress to the point where you ended up at, at, at 14 needing the help that we'll talk about? Yeah, it was very slow. Um, I think when my dad quit corn, um, well, I didn't think that, like, it, it was like quitting his job. So I was like, so what are we going to do next? And it was so exciting to have him around and making me breakfast every morning before going to school. I thought that was amazing. But um, he started doing music again, and um, I would um, stay with nannies again. It, it was kind of the same thing. And so that was hard. Um, and then I think, like, I don't know, uh, and also he, I don't know, uh, when he, I guess, when he was going through um, his healing things, like, he would get angry and stuff, and so I think there was, there's a lot of elements, but I thought that everything was normal, and that this was just how. I don't think you should pass that over, though. I mean, I think we ought to dig in on that. I'm not going to be Dr. Phil here, but, I mean, I, I mean. <laughs> You know, I mean, so you find Jesus, you get rescued from drugs, you quit corn, you know, you're like poster child of, you know, this is the Jesus. I was the youth group hero. You were, you were, you were I left, everybody's left hero. the world to follow Jesus. See, he yeah, does Yeah, yeah, right. Except that everything didn't just turn into, you know, yeah. puppies and, and roses, Rainbows right? and. Yeah, yes. rainbows. Unicorns. But, uh. Okay, but I want to piggyback on what she was saying. I, we did have some good times. Oh, yeah. I, totally. Definitely. And so we moved to Phoenix. I, I, I got another house and just started over. Yeah, you needed to get out of yeah. there and get, get to a different place. And so I did. I, for a long time, for probably a couple Did you play golf years, with Alice Cooper? Huh? Did you play golf with Alice Cooper? No, I didn't. No. I want to do that sometime. Yeah, golf is for old he men. He plays golf in, in Phoenix also. <laughs> golf is for old men. Yeah. But, uh, it is. I, I mess with you back. I love doing that because he always gets me in front of people. <laughs> but yeah, we had some great times. Like, I, um, 2009 is when I started touring again. So from 2005, I left the band to 2009. I wasn't touring. I was at home yeah. and I was doing music. And uh, we did get Sandra that uh, one nanny, but it was I was we home got, every day. We got a couple nannies. Yeah. And each one was just had their either they they were in love with him. And using me to like get yeah, to him yeah. in like a soft spot, or they were um, very uh, um, uh, almost uh, almost like um, an occult kind of like charismatic Christian. Not I love charismania, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, they no, were. No, I, it was no, but, but, I, but yeah, I get it. You're from one one extreme to the other. Mary Poppins didn't show up. Very, is yes. what you're saying. I just yes. didn't have a lot of wisdom. You know, I made yeah. bad choices when I was trying to make good choices too. Yeah, he was doing I his best. My intentions were so good, I promise. And it, well, and it's like this is this. I mean, to, to talk about Janaea's story though, this is really important yeah. because I mean, Janaea doesn't end up 
you know, into, in this, in this self-hate place at, as a junior hire needing all this help, if, if the story of coming to Jesus is just, if you will just give your life to Jesus, everything is gonna, everything is gonna be fine. You're gonna, you're gonna be, it's gonna be heaven on earth and everything is gonna be fine. I mean, they, they hear me tell this all the time. I just did a marriage series. I talked about how hard it's been to be married for 35 years. We need the reality of the, yes, Jesus can save you. Yes, Jesus saved me from drugs. Yes, I made the right decisions, you know, and quit corn, but, but there was still, it still wasn't easy, right? Yeah. Jesus came into my life and I, I, you know, I fell in love with his love for me and and just God's love living inside of me. And I would have experiences where it was like the best feeling in the world, better than any drug, better than any relationship I've ever had. And, and, uh, and so I had those moments, but then real life, practical things and emotions, he would deal with things too. But just when I'm ready to like throw in the towel, I would feel that love again and acceptance yeah. and forgiveness and hey, just we have to do this. We have to get you through these things to, in order to change you to stay in the stay in the race and mm. keep walking with me. Mm. You know, it's always a balance, and it's not easy though because God, He wants you to face your giants. He wants you to face your enemies. He wants to face yourself, so that you can overcome yourself right. and overcome your issues. And so, man, it but, wasn't easy for anybody in the Bible either. You know, I mean, right? Was that? I mean, it wasn't like you know. Apostle Paul had the drastic conversion, but it was still hard. And he's the guy who said, I don't know why I still do the things I don't want to do. And yeah. I don't do the things I do want to do. Yeah. And it's like, it's the, the whole point of it is it's real. Yeah. Even with Christ, it can be a messy relationship, yeah. not on it's his end because he's healing you, but it's real. Yeah. And so yeah, I, just, I stood in there and didn't quit, you know? So you get into junior high, you, you tell us, tell us the rest of that story. Yeah, absolutely. So like, I think around sixth grade, I don't know, kids were mean and like middle school is just hard in general. So school and kids and homework and also us stuff at home was really um, impactful. And I, and I was starting to really feel like the things that happened in my childhood. And so just the, the, the trauma or the, uh, the, you know, just, or the the small disappointments, I started to feel them more. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, man, this sucks, this hurts. <laughs> like, what is this what life is like when you're older? And so, um, yeah, so I think seventh, sixth, seventh grade, um, in seventh grade, we moved to Nashville, Tennessee, because he was, um, he was dealing with some lawsuits at the time and some bankruptcy, and it just seemed like the, the best choice. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just, um, very difficult. For she's watching that, you're watching all this, and I'm like going through bankruptcy, and she's going like, you know, why would God allow this? And I got ripped off by some Christian business right. friends, friends, Christians, yeah. and she's like, this God stuff is really like, you yeah. know, what is like, this? I'm hurting. My dad's yeah. hurting. He's been hurting since he found God and Christians are using him and whatever. So man, this is, this is whack. <laughs> like that's what, yeah. you know, that's what I was thinking. So, um, yeah, I think around 13, 14, um, I got pulled out of school. Um, I went on the road with him. <laughs> we slept in vans and stuff. Who was no, your teacher? We, you were, he was, well, this mess. He would make sure I like got my assignments done. Yeah, but. she was basically doing it. I was just overseeing, and at, like 2:30 a.m. after a show, I'd be like, yep. "Let me go online." Janae, you didn't do your math. Do it. 
3 a.m. she's doing her math. Not the best place for a 12-year-old. No, no, probably not. Probably not. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, so we were doing that a little bit. It was homeschool. I was sleeping till 1 p.m., staying up till 6 a.m. Just like, it was just so, and I, um, I don't know. Some people are night owls, but daylight is so important. And like, <laughs> gosh, like having your morning. Says who? No. I'm Man. a night owl. But you're right. You're right. Yeah. Like vitamin D. Vitamin sun. D and like having your breakfast, yeah. like self care, self love. I did. I never. I didn't know what that was, and so, um, so that was that. That also added to the depression. So you, you started spiraling. Yeah. Down. When I was like 14, I just was. I didn't see the point of getting up. Like, man, this. I'm 14 and this sucks already. Like, what's the point of living any longer? You know, that was the mindset. Like, this is trash. I'm out. You know, and so. Um, yeah, I started self-harming. Um, I, I, I had a group of friends who were self-harming as well, so it was kind of a culture that we created. Of, it wasn't self-help. It wasn't there for one another. It was just, we're all hurting. We don't know what to do, so we're just, like, hurting ourselves because we don't know how any better, you know? And so... Um, and I'm sitting there going, all right, God. I, um, you know, I went through all the trials emotionally, and then I get ripped off by business, Christian business friends. Uh, I have to move from Phoenix to like, uh, you know, get through these legal issues. I get to Nashville to start brand new. I'm, I'm feeling all this excitement. And then I start losing my kid to, to self-harm and suicidal thoughts and th threats. And I'm like going, when does it end? Mm -hmm. When does this end? One and after why do you do things this way and of course I made bad decisions and I, I caused some a lot of the stuff yeah, that happened yeah, yeah, but, but I'm just like you know where are you where are you but I had I had nowhere to go and I know he would always come back and I'd feel that love and you know just trust me yeah. just trust me you know and I would just keep going but it was rough then because when, when it's your kid oh, yeah. it's like come on you know so do you think you were headed out. I mean, if if the intervention hadn't happened and you hadn't changed things, where you you think you would have ended up taking your life? I think so. Yeah. Because I was so stuck in my mind that I didn't see outside. That's what happens when you're in depression. It's yeah. like it's hard to see how things can change in the future and how the future can look brighter because you're Only stuck in the way. now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you talked to some people and made some drastic moves. Talk about that. Yes, um, 2013 Christmas was the uh, hardest Christmas I've ever had. She, uh, 2012. We got, 2012. And uh, 2000, yeah, it was the new year, 2013. So I always get confused there. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Uh, yeah, she had really, um, her arms just were really bad. Um, when we got to Bakersfield, the grandparents' house, and I freaked out, and I called Awakening Youth, at that time, and uh, I had been friends with them, and I said, this is what's happened, what do I do? And they had given me advice over the last couple of years because it just, she kept getting worse and worse. And they, they uh, made an opening for her to come to the boarding school. And so the plan which is, was- Which is in Lafayette, Indiana. Lafayette, hour and 40 minutes away from here. And, um, and I, I, she was just like, just, just keep the peace, don't, fight back with her, just get through Christmas, try to enjoy Christmas with her, 
and then you know come to awakening afterwards. I didn't tell Janae because she threatened to run away if 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 I ever found a place like that or anything. And we had talked about it before, and and so after New Year's we flew to Chicago, drove to Awakening Youth, looked at the looked at the facility, and and uh, Tiffany, the director, just gave me the the nod like tell her. And I said, Janae, we're not here to look at the school. By that time, I had told her we're just going to look. You know, yeah. and so I looked at her and I said, "You're, I'm enrolling you," and she is. She just got angry. She was looking for the door. She was like, "No way, f no, I'm not staying here." You know, and and uh, next thing, fourteen year olds, fourteen year olds, <laughs> and I just walked upstairs to do the paperwork and let Tiffany handle the situation because she she's good at that, and I was not good at that with Janae when. She was just so angry at that time, and I didn't know how to talk to her. And, and so I went upstairs crying, signing the paperwork, and Tiffany uh, was, was there with Jenea, and I don't know, how'd that go? She, we just talked it out. I was being kind of bratty, and she was like, listen here, I need you to just calm down. This is, this is okay, you're fine, your dad loves you, and this is, this is what it is, you know? You, you're not gonna manipulate yourself out of this. And, so. and, and, and if I can, I mean, your mom has still not been in the picture, so yeah. you haven't had a strong woman yeah, you know, absolutely. presence yeah. in your life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe a nanny, but yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, I was thinking about that earlier this morning. Um, there are so many people, um, when they are missing a parent, there's, um, and a lot of figures of, whether it's a father figure or a mother figure come into their life, sometimes it, 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 it can be abusive and it just destroys the picture of a father or a mother. That's right. what happened to me. A lot of yeah. feminine um, presence that came in my life were, were not healthy. And yeah. so when I met Tiffany, um, we built a relationship uh, while I was at the school and Thank God she was so healthy and just genuinely cared about me as a person and not trying to better her school because of him. And she just cared about me because she loved teenage girls and wanted them to be amazing young women. Mm -hmm. So That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, you went back like, what, two weeks later, or a month later? Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to back up. I went, I dropped her off. And uh, I, I went back downstairs and I just hugged her and I said, I'll never abandon you, you know? And, and uh, I left, I cried all the way home. And then um, two months later, I came back and I just was praying, Lord, let her accept the program because I didn't want my kid to feel like she's trapped in a place that she's not learning and she's just waiting to get out and stuff, you know? And when I got there to pick her up, she got in the car and she said, she said, Dad, I'm supposed to be here. And she never asked me to take her out mm -hmm. of the program. Um, and uh, she's been there six years. She's still yeah. there. And It's really not that long of it a was, program. But it was supposed to be like eight months or 11 months or something. And well, honestly, I mean, tell them why. I mean, you're there because you love it, and now you're working there, and, and you want to help other people young women especially, but other kids that are dealing with the same stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, well, basically the, the boarding school, um, we, it's, it, it's for girls um, 13 to 23, and basically we just live life together. We learn how to like clean, we learn house skills, social skills, we build 
healthy friendships. We learn um, group dynamics and um, learn how to deal with conflict in a healthy way. Just um, unbe unbelievable, helpful life stuff. And so um, the, the program um, is originally um, 16 to 18 months, but um, just our situation, we just ended up, uh, I ended up staying for high school. It was just better for yeah. me that way. Yeah. And so my dad got a little condo an hour away from the school. So when I'd have visits, we would go home. And so it was, it was really nice. Yeah. And I ended it's up- 40 minutes if you go 90. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so. Good. So I want to point something out here. All right. I'll let so all that stuff that I went through with, with God and getting mad at him, seeing my daughter going through bankruptcy, losing her, all that stuff. And you're watching up here. You're sitting here and you're looking at a, a family put back together. I don't have the rage issues. I don't have the emotional issues. Me and her have an amazing relationship now. And the key message is don't quit. Just keep walking, and he will bring yeah. you to a point of healing and, of, and that abundant life. He says, what does he say? Uh, um, all things become new yeah. in Christ. And, and yeah. for the first, like, seven, yeah, eight yeah. years, I was going through that process. And then one day I woke up. She's doing good. I'm doing good. And I'm like, wow, all things are new. Yeah. They are new. It just took eight years to, yeah. to get new, you know? So along the way, I want, to, I want to dig into this just a second. Along the way, um, you go back to corn. And uh, I want to show the video because it's, it's really touching. I mean, I, just watch what happens when he goes back. I, I uh, still get you, doesn't it? Man. I, that was so special because he just broke down and the singer broke down and cried. And he, they needed, he just said, you guy, he told 30,000 people, I need a couple minutes. I'm, I, to, before I can continue, he broke down. Because you guys were family. Yeah. And, 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 and you went back to family. And he said after the show, thank you for tonight. If that's all that we're going to do the rest of our lives, then at least I have this last memory, positive memory with you. Yeah. But it wasn't. You're back. You'll be uh, here this summer. You got a new record coming out in uh, September. And uh, he's promised that I'm going to get a shout out on the record because it's not fully done yet. <laughs> You can't understand what they're saying anyway, right? So just listen. Just Come listen. on, man. Listen or, or, it's you, art. or you don't want to. Um, listen, a lot of people, I mean, there are a lot of Christians who are like, oh, you left corn, you did all this stuff, good for you, now you're a good Christian. And then all of a sudden, it's like he's going back into that world. He's going to join the band again. And I want to say... Yes. Heck yes. He's going back to the world that God has called him to. There are, I mean, the, the band has grown up. They're, they're, they're all believers in one way or another. They're growing up. Yeah, I mean, some of the music's dark, but they're in the darkness. The Apostle Paul said that we are ambassadors, okay? An ambassador goes into another country as a representative of the place that he's come from. And how better to do that than to go into exactly where he's going. Yes. Don't get me started on this. Some want to live within the sound of the chapel bell, but I want to run a mission a yard from the gates of hell. Bam! Go ahead. I love him. I wish everybody would get that, you know? Oh my. It just makes so much sense, doesn't it? And it it's does. like, and I was... 
kind of trapped in that Christian mindset because my big story was I left everything to follow Jesus and I don't need the riches and fame and everything. And then meanwhile, the Lord's given me a heart to go back and I'm like, well, I like my simpler life, you know? And, but she want, she, she broke away and needed to, to get with the, the, the female, you know, inspiration and, and with what she was doing. So it was like God set her up in this place to thrive mm -hmm. and he put me back in a place where I can shine the light. Where you could have a message. Yeah, and just and so it, it became pretty obvious after that one thing. Like everybody was in tears, man, on yeah. the internet. My dad was crying the next morning. He's like, "Man, it's so good to see you with your brothers." And and uh, and I'm like, "God, what does this mean?" And he confirmed it to me. I got I got advice. I I prayed. I thought and and. He showed me many great things as I went back. No one does hard drugs anymore. A couple of people drink some wine or whatever. Yeah. And uh, no, like women are treated with respect and everyone's like remarried. And it's and, just and you amazing. And you do a little thing at the end of the show. Like if anybody wants to hear about Jesus, I'm going to be down here, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. like hundreds of people have, have come over. You'll watch it. If you watch, it, if you watch the documentary, you'll see it. They'll, they'll go over and he'll pray over them and they'll, they'll find Jesus at corn concerts. That's the one where I pray for them? Yeah. It's, it, that's what it's supposed to be, guys. Come on. That scene where I pray for them? Yeah. That was the very first night I gathered fans. So yeah. I'm a little bit off on that scene, you know, but uh, I just, you know, but, but yeah, the hundreds have prayed with me and, uh, and they're just like... God, God is amazing. He's so not like religious yeah, and I remember traditional. We were, we were texting or emailing or something. You're like, you're not going to believe it, man. People are coming to Jesus at corn concerts. And it's just, yeah. I mean, yeah, I believe it because that's what Jesus did, there right? There was one kid at the Slipknot tour. It was called Prepare for Hell yeah, Tour. Yeah, perfect. And yes, <laughs> seriously, it's like, it's, it's, it's like people get you know, afraid of that stuff. And God's like, no, let's go. Yeah, exactly. Go straight into it. And this kid, he, you know, there was a video online, me and, me and Fieldy, the bass player, give her testimonies. And uh, this kid was really impacted. And, and he posted a line, man, I went, oh, I started going to church, man. This is so good at this kind of type of concert. Yeah. Unfortunately, a couple months later, he went hiking and he fell off the cliff and passed away. And, and it was such a powerful um, wake up call to oh, me man. like you yeah. know yeah. it's like that guy was just ready to go home yeah. you know and it's just it's so bad to think for about that, that. what uh, if it was for that one kid yeah you know was well, it worth it i was surprised to find one of my staff members that you know was greatly impacted by your story coming to christ and and all of that stuff along the way i mean that's that's what this is supposed to be janae what do you want to do with your life what do i want to do yeah um go ahead brian I want to rock. All right, thank you. <laughs> you probably don't. Um, Sorry. <laughs> um, well, basically, my main thing is that I want um, people, kids, parents, adults um, to receive the same care that I received when I was going through my hard times. What do you want to tell them? If there's a girl that's 14 and she or she's or a boy. 54 or a boy, or a boy. yeah, no. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. What do you want to tell them? They're in that dark place. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think the, the number one thing is find something that you're passionate about. And if you can't find something that you're passionate about in yourself, find someone who is passionate and just see and just hang out with them and follow them, see where they're going. And then and follow them until you find something that you're passionate about. 
and um, also connecting with people is so important. People that are healthy for you and that you, when you know those red flags, if you yeah. don't, don't settle, yeah. but people who genuinely care about you for you and your emotional wellness and um, yeah. If, I there, think if, there's, if there's somebody out there feeling where you felt when you were 14, what would you say to them right now about themselves and believing in themselves? I would just say that you're worth fighting for and you're not a mistake. You're not, you, you have purpose. I know that's, um, that's used a lot and I know, I know that the, that can become stale, but it's so true. There's no accident. Every, every person can contribute to the world and every person is worth self-love and self-care. And every person so. is a child of God. Yes. You're a child of God. All right, we gotta quit. Um, here's what we're gonna do. Everybody stand up, you guys stand up. We're gonna do, uh, we're gonna do a blessing on them, okay? Uh, and we're gonna, we're, we're gonna ordain them and, you know, in our way. Put your hands out like this and we're gonna pray over them and then I'm gonna have them pray over you. God, I want to pray for Janae. I know this is uh, crazy territory being on stage with uh, a bunch of people watching the middle of her life. And uh, I know that she's got a great message and she's got a great healing program that's gone on and she wants to spread that. And I pray for her and her ministry and uh, whatever it is that she wants to do. Creative writing sounds good. That's what she's studying for. Um, she's probably going to work for me someday, so help her to know that. <laughs> And um, I, 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 I love her so much, Lord. Father, thank you for Brian. Thank you for the journey he's been on. Just like, it feels like we're at that place where it's like, okay, I've been through the dark thing, and then I went through the Jesus thing, and then, and then I went through the parent thing, and now everything's going to be okay. And it's probably not. It's probably not. I know this. I've, I've lived a little bit longer than him, and I know that everything is not always okay, but you are always okay. And you have sent him into places that I cannot go and nobody else can go to shine the light. So I pray for both of these people that you will just be with them and give them the anointing power of the Holy Spirit as they go forth as representatives of you and, hey, Parkview Christian Church, because we bless them today. Yes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, stay standing. Here's what we're going to do. Um, all of our campuses, we're going to do communion after a, a worship song in just a minute. But, but right now, I would like for Brian to pray over you. And uh, we don't always do this, but if you feel like you need prayer, um, if you'd like to receive Christ, if you feel like you need prayer, we're going to have people up here. And during the next worship song, if you just want to come up, and, and pray with somebody, we're going to do that. I'm going to have him pray, and then we're going to do the worship song, and we're going to stay standing so that you can come up, and if you want prayer, do that, and then, and then we'll go do communion after that and close out after that, all right? So will you pray for him? Tell yes. Him what say. I just want to say, um, biggest lie, first biggest lie is God's not real. Second biggest lie is he, if he is real, he doesn't love me, because why all the suffering? I will tell you, the scripture says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived the wonderful things that God has planned for you. And why do I believe the scripture? Because the next verse, and he has revealed them to us by his spirit. And so just be bold and come up. If you need God, if you need prayer, if you need Jesus, I came up forward in the church on meth. So you can do, you can come up here. Just be bold. Rise up. Let the strength rise up. No one's going to be staring at you. Everyone's dealing with God themselves. So, Lord, I thank you for everybody here. I ask you for great strength and great boldness to fight 
to start that fight, like Janae was saying, for themselves. And I ask you, Lord, that you would become real to them and that they would get off their seat and come up and get help because they deserve help. And we thank you, Jesus, for every person here in your name. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you have any questions or if you need prayer, text guests to the number on your screen. Thanks again for joining us. And we hope to see you again next week.